porn led the way from to from like theaters to VHS, from VHS to DVD to the internet. Right. It was always porn because that that's just like this weird underlying thing people want to kind of do on their own. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of gonna be the way, and I can see the same culture of flexing on social media going down that same path. But if they lead the way, won't that deter a huge portion of the population? Because well, did, did it deter the whole whole portion of the population when it came to internet streaming? Think about this: streaming really came from porn technology. I didn't know that. Yeah, it really came like that. That was the first application. Oh, interesting. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of. The, it's sad to say, but like a lot of like the, the mass, like big building of like VHS and DVD and these massive distribution, those first came from those industries. Wow. Well documented. And I know, I know it's sad that I know that, but. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Higher Standard Podcast, where we give you ultra premium, unfiltered truth when it comes to building your wealth and curating the lifestyle of your dreams. No games, no drama, and no shenanigans. I am your host, Chris Nahibi, and I'm here to help you distill the immense amount of information and disinformation out there on the interwebs and give you the opportunity to choose a higher standard for yourself. There are no gurus here, and no one gives a damn about how wealthy you look. I'm an attorney and a banker, amongst other things. Does that mean you should listen to me? Hell no. This is just full disclosure that while we talk about money, wealth, law, investing, and a lot of related topics, you should always speak to your own advisors for an opinion tailored to your unique investment perspective. I am obligated to tell you that nothing contained in this show is in fact legal or investment advice and is being provided solely for entertainment purposes. So sit back, relax your mind, and get ready for a different kind of podcast where we elevate your baseline in crispy, high-resolution audio. This isn't a different standard. It's the higher standard. It's the higher standard, everyone. I'm your host, Chris. And I missed you. And if you're new, I still miss you, too. This week, we got Saeed Omar back. The notorious co-host is back from his family vacation in Hawaii. I just wrapped up our three-year-old son's birthday party, and I had a little fun incident. I, um, yeah, man. I So we rented the bounce houses, you know, those big vinyl adult-sized bounce houses for the kids. Well, yeah, you know, I get, I get a little... I get a little active whenever we go in those, and uh, I may have gone face first down one of the slides and gotten a little bit of um, vinyl slide burn on my forehead. So, <laughs> uh, if that wasn't bad enough, I uh, I don't. For those of you who follow my social media channels or the YouTube channels, you know that I got a scar above my left eye, uh, left eyebrow, and um, whenever I like raise my eyebrows, which I do a lot because I'm animated. You can really see it. So I get Botox for that. No shame in it. Got to look young, right? Well, because I had an open wound on my head from going down the slide, they couldn't put the Botox in the area like they normally would. So now my face is making all sorts of weird gestures. So if you see me and you feel like I'm looking at you weird or making weird head gestures, that's just because I can't move my head and it looks weird. So my bad. I'm getting it fixed. Uh, thankfully, Saeed did not notice that. We talked a lot about some stuff that's going on out there in the world right now. Of course, the slap hurt, the slap hurt around the world, Will Smith slap, which was incredibly disappointing for me. He was like a childhood hero of mine growing up. His personality, his candor, everything about him was that kind of stuff that you really aspired to be when you were a kid. And to see him do that was like almost emotionally devastating for me as a grown ass man. I'm getting some other stuff. Just really catch up. It was nice to have Saeed back on the show. So I hope you enjoy. 
Welcome back, brother. Cheers, brother. Yeah. How was Hawaii? Hawaii was great. It was great, wonderful, great weather. A little bit of overcast, didn't get sunburned. It was I, nice. Family I, had a good time. Adam really loved it. I would tell you that uh, I went to Hawaii once. It was in like April. And the whole like, it flooded so bad that when you flew in, the blue water looked brown because of all the wa- the runoff from no. the island. It rained the entire time with it. Not a single ounce of sunshine. Oh my God. I want to go into a tanning swamp. Uh, <laughs> just to prove everyone when so, you went on a trip. I was so pissed off. I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm going back <laughs> without a tan. I walked into a tanning salon. And it was like a line. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is sad. It was honestly, it was great for us because the kids are not finally at an age where um, you can travel with them pretty easily. So it's really enjoyable. You know, it's no longer like we're constantly taking care of a kid the whole time. Like they're able to have their own fun and we can now have fun too. Yeah, we're not there yet. Yeah. Soon. We're, we're not Soon. there He's not You're sleeping. Close. He's not sleeping in his own bed. It's a whole thing. But when you were on the way back, we were talking about the infamous slap heard around the world. Will Smith slap. Oh my goodness. You had some theories. No, not theories. Just uh, some thoughts about it all. I heard some some takes from other people. Um, man, it's just it's disappointing, man. It is, it is disappointing. But let's play it. Yeah, and then we'll get into it because I've got a whole bunch of thoughts on this, and I know it's not really like a business thing, but what it is to me is this. This is just sad where we've gotten. I'll right. play. I'll play it. You know who's got the hardest job tonight? Javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't win. (laughs) He is praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please, Lord. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? Look at her facial expression. She she already is rolling his eyes, but he's laughing his ass off. He's, he, he. So there are theories about this too. So okay, all right, we'll keep going. But yeah, but he's laughing. He's clearly he's laughing. Clearly laughing at the joke. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh oh, Richard. Watch it. Watch it. Oh wow. We him. Watch it when he walks off. Look at his face as he's walking off. He's almost cracking a smile. Look at his face right yeah. now. Ow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. Oh, you know I he wish, was pissed. I you wish, know he was mad. I wish he did go where he wanted <laughs> he, he to go. He wanted to go there I, so bad. Yeah, he <laughs> he yeah, wanted to. He knows who he works for. So yeah, <laughs> tremendous respect for him not going there. Right. So give me the theories because I got a lot to say. Oh, man, there's so many. Um, first of all, what everyone has been touching on is the fact that he initially laughed at the joke. We all see that. Yeah, right? yeah. The camera cuts away to Chris. So you, we all think that he looks over at his wife. I, wife continues with the side eye, eye roll. Which causes him to get up and go smack Chris because he's emasculated his shit, bro. Like he's agreed. She, she has emasculated him in front of the media with that whole August Alcina affair thing. Right. This dude had to go on her show, the Red Table Talk thing, and talk about it. Oh, it's it that that is a whole nother conversation, right? But their relationship and how I quite frankly think Jada has disrespected him too many times. Oh yeah, way too many times. I mean, 
constantly bringing up her past relationship, whatever it was with Tupac. Oh, the Tupac thing. Like, that, come that, on, that, man. That's really odd. It's really odd. And uh, quite frankly, who, who it would It sounds be, like she loved him and settled for Will. That's what it comes off as. That, and like, oh, I loved right. him. He was or so what, tight. What we could have been, right? Yeah. And quite frankly, that's a level of disrespect that I can't believe Will continues to bear. But, um, but well... Clearly, I mean, some frustration had to boil over, right? Like, that's a boil over point. Like that, that 100%. And honestly, I don't think it's any one thing. We can't narrow it down to one thing. But it's just everything happening at once. And it was, I think he got tired of being everyone's, like, punching bag. He's been squeaky clean for how many years? Well, 40 years? I, well, let's, let, okay, let's, let's, let's walk that back, though. Okay, so clearly he's had extramarital affairs, too, right? Yeah, it's I mean, not it, public ones, not like her, where right. she's she's blasted everybody. He's done mm-hmm. his thing, but he's never done that because of his image. But here's right. a fun fact you probably didn't know. I didn't know this either until until I looked it up. There was supposed to be a G.I. Jane 2, mm-hmm. and she was supposed to be the starring role in it. Oh. So that wow. joke had like validity. Had validity to yeah, it. Yeah. So she but the so basically the movie didn't work out. Nobody there wasn't enough interest, they didn't make it. But there was legitimately supposed to be a G.I. Jane too. Yeah. And she was supposed to be you that know, person. Uh, and to go more on that is I heard some a take somebody said, and quite frankly, it's pretty true. Why are you so offended to to be uh to be called a lookalike to Demi Moore? Yeah. Well, right? she looked great. Yeah. Well, what's the problem with looking like Demi Moore? Yeah, not at all. Not at all like a tremendous insult. So you shaved your head. But I feel like, too, there's a whole like hypersensitivity about African-American women and their hair. Yes, there is. There is. And you have to tread carefully with that. But, I mean, at, as an African-American, maybe saying that joke, maybe felt a little more comfortable. One thing that I did find really interesting was a majority of the people who talked about this matter that I listened to their takes on, nobody knew she had alopecia. I didn't know she had alopecia. I, I, well, I had, I had heard, I had heard before. But here's what I will say though: is I, so I was watching the show because she, you know, she shaved her head, the whole right. thing. She'd done that way before in the past, and I was like, oh, so now I know she had alopecia. I was looking; she didn't have any visible bald spots, man. Like when you have alopecia, you have like patches of it, missing her, hair. Her short hair looks like it was a choice. It looks great on her. She looks like a beautiful woman. That's not to say. Yeah, well, I would say the same. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah, I and mean, she's. It's hard for me to get past like the bitchy looks and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I mean, that, yeah some of that's yeah, some of exactly. that's too far. But what I will say is it, it just so incredibly shocking the way that that all went down, the way it was handled. Like I look at it, and I'm like, come on, man! Like right, right. That, that ain't, so that ain't. I mean, there is an assumption that is being made that he knew she had alopecia. Okay, um, that is that's one assumption. He came out and said he didn't. Yeah, like he said he said he had no idea. He felt bad for the joke. That's why he allegedly quote didn't press charges. Right, and I mean. Quite frankly, from the the list of comedians that have touched on this topic, all say that that was a mild joke. It's oh, yeah. not even that bad. I think he he treaded very carefully when he knew he was going to make fun of Jada. You know, touching back, tagging the joke that he did back in 2016. You know, that she said that she would never come back to the Grammys, and he's. He basically hinted at, like, you're never invited, you know? But there was also beef, too, from 2016. So I don't want to monopolize it, but as a guy who grew up, like, watching Will Smith's career and, like, seeing him, like, the last several years as somebody who I thought was trying to revitalize his career. Because I mean, keep in mind, he was upset that The Rock was doing so well. So he tried to mimic The Rock's social media. He went to CAA, his agency. Mm-hmm. That's how he met Westbrook and got in contact with all the people that were, you know, helping his social media grow. He spent a year trying to grow his social media platforms, did so. Did a Got, great job, too. Did a great job. Now he's a pretty prolific person on social media. He felt that he was a better actor than someone like The Rock, who's getting way more money than him. And mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of respect that. Here he is 
winning what should have been the, the award, like a career-setting moment for him, and it's just completely gone. Completely gone. It overshadowed. And, and even more importantly than that, say what you want about the Academy Awards, right? Some people think they're, it's, it's political and you could buy your way into an Academy Award. It's all about the studios and whatnot. Say what you want. To some people, that is the moment of their life that they worked up to. And he took it upon himself to make that night about him and his wife. If he, he wanted he to know set he was going to win. He was in the front row. He was in the front row. He knew he was going to win. Yeah, they don't put losers there. Yeah, come on. Come on, right? And on top of that, I had we have so much respect for him. I just figured he would handle it differently. If you had that much of a problem, get up and walk backstage. Talk to him backstage. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, he, I was telling my wife this the other day. I was like, look, like, I don't have a problem with him going on the stage. I don't have a problem you interrupting the show. Like, you feel that, like, you want to defend your wife, and you want to be that, like, visible? Go up on the stage, grab the mic, make a statement, drop the mic, walk mm-hmm. off. Or, don't. you know he got tipped off that he was going to win. Make a statement when you get the award. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't. The whole thing just seemed so, so wrong. And the fact that I, so I originally watched it, thought it was fake. Then I saw the, the uh, I think it was Japan feed or something when they showed him, like, the one we just watched. Right. Where they actually showed what he said because it was blurred out and cut exactly. out in the U.S. It's crazy to me, but. I didn't know this too. Afterward, you know, Chris Rock's got like six brothers, one sister. I know that he. I only know of his one brother that's also a comedian. He's got apparently two that's other like comedians. One's more no, notable. Yeah, Tony. Yeah. Yeah, and he's the one who just went on stage. Yeah, well, <laughs> Tore Will, Will Smith, the new asshole. Yeah, he, t- he's, he said, "You want to take the violence? We could take the violence." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got nothing to lose. So, well, let me now that we officially ruined your childhood memories of Will Smith. Let, yeah, let me exactly. ruin. You seen Mark Wahlberg selling his house? No. Okay, I, I didn't purposely know. didn't show these before you got here. Okay. I, I want to show you this. This dude bought this house for. I've bought, seen his gym. Yeah, he bought the, he bought the house for he bought the land for eight million and spent years building it. Wow, this is all his house. Eighty seven, almost ninety million dollars. Come on, man. I don't know if he's leaving California or what his deal is, but this thing it's not a style that I like. It's kind of old. It's, it's like a, old it's, Mediterranean. It's, yeah, but it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous, but yo, this gym is ridiculous. This gym is. This, this gym, oh, it's this gym it's is amazing. Insane. Here, it's right here. Hold on. I'll, I'll just skip to oh, it. Oh my goodness, Look at this. man. It's unbelievable. It's got like every everything, anything you could ever ask for. If you're not yeah. in shape with that in your basement, then yeah, shame on you. Yeah, shame like, on you. Look yeah, at, look quite frankly, this. you should have a better body. <laughs> <laughs> this house is ridiculous. It has a golf course, has um, a pool. Yeah, I, I mean, think I, I think I, I I heard somewhere that he plays golf like three, yeah, four times oh, a yeah, week. He's a huge, yeah, he's a huge, he huge golfer. Plays. Oh this. wow, man! Yeah, full yeah, golf course. This is like hey, look at a full private so, space. It's insane. Ninety million dollar house. I'm asking you. $90 million house. How much money do you need to have to buy that house? Well, he, So he bought the land for $8 million and spent like years building it? Yeah. So he's got nowhere near No, not him. I'm or... saying the person that's going to buy this house. Oh, you're, you're close to a billionaire. Have I mean, to be. You have to be. Have yeah. to be. You can't spend your entire net worth life savings on a house. On well, your house. I mean, this is a 267,000 square foot lot. Ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> 20 bathrooms. I mean, who's even, bedrooms. who's that? Can, I mean, can we go to the open house? <laughs> there's not going to be an open house. Not an open house. I was looking for a video of this to see like there's a video tour. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm pretty confident. I, dudes, like, I'm looking at, this is not like an online purchase. Exactly. <laughs> Let me phone that in. Hey, yo, man, I like this photo. Yeah, yeah. The video tour looked good. I'm going to go ahead and pick it up. <laughs> oh, man. No, gorgeous, gorgeous house. I love Mark Wahlberg, man. Anything he touches is gold. You know, I I don't know, man. Like, I, I ever since um, Entourage, I don't look at him the same way. Really? Yeah. Why? I, I don't know. I feel like so much of his life is is turned in. It's like, look, his, his movies are, are like different. They're not like Academy Award winning movies. He always plays kind of like that weird role. We, 
the other guys. Well, he's not. Love he's, that not movie. he's not getting. He's not getting thrown the best roles. Like that's the other thing about Will Smith that's so sad, right? That's something that we we didn't get to touch on is for decades he was thrown movie scripts, the movie scripts. Oh yeah. And now he's getting what is he getting? Nothing. He has Nothing. to fight for it. I mean, King Richard, no disrespect to him. He won an award off it. Right. God, I have no desire to see that. No desire. Zero. Yeah. You see it? No, I didn't. Yeah, I'm not going to see it either. Yeah. No desire. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like, look, I know the Venus I know the story. Yeah, I know the story. Great. Great. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. You. It's I'm, cool. I, like, I don't, I'm not into the dad. I don't, get I don't really watch something. tennis. I'm pretty sure he. there was plenty of people that helped those girls get get there. You know what I mean? But um, I don't know. It, this, so he, it's, it's kind of like he's fallen off and he's fighting to hold on to it. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was him, not <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, it was me. Yeah, I'm still in my a, first. It's a hibiscus beer. <laughs> Nothing says manly like hibiscus beer. So, because it is a show about somewhat related to finance and business, I've been talking a lot about recessions, and I've been talking a lot about how I think that the mood, like all these rating services, Moody's, CoStar, everybody's kind of getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. We had this Fed interest rate increase. You think mm-hmm. your family's like just? You think things just cost more for your family? I mean, do you think? Oh, of course, of course they do. And if they don't, if they don't cost more, people got to pay attention to the the tricks that some of these companies are playing on you. You used to think, for instance, you used to think so the price of your of your toilet paper stays stays the same, but they're giving you less sheets. You're not catching that. Stop it. That's not real. Oh, it's not, facts. That's not Look, real. Yeah, hundred percent. It's real. Google it. I don't. Why are you googling stuff like that? No, why, I mean because it's coming up on articles. <laughs> not coming up on articles. What kind of articles are you reading? Come is your, on, is your man. phone right. recognizing you uh, go to the bathroom I'm every gonna, time you read an article? Is that what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I swear to God, there used to be more sheets in these <laughs> toilets. <laughs> your phone knows like hey, location, reading articles, and yeah, <laughs> taking it, going. No, to but shit. things are 100 percent costing more, man. I mean, inflation. You just went to Hawaii. You realize how hypocritical it sounds, right? Yeah. Oh, that that trip was planned for from a long time ago. Yeah, and I feel like that's what every rich person says. That rich person. <laughs> that's, 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 coming, that's what they say. Coming from the guy that posted a video on YouTube, how he became a millionaire. Well, that was true. <laughs> yeah. Didn't mean I was going to stay a millionaire. <laughs> the economy dips, brother. You know, I might be, <laughs> let me just post the next video how I lost being a millionaire. <laughs> so uh, Deutsche Bank came out with uh, their prediction. And I've been saying this for a long time. So it's kind of nice to see somebody as a relatively big bank. Granted, it's Deutsche Bank. So plus mm-hmm. minus. They said their forecast in the U.S. will see a recession in late 2023. Based on what? Well, uh, so there's there's more in here if you want me yeah. to read. So this yeah. is the kind of article that I get when that, I go to the bathroom. Okay. It's not about from, toilet paper counting. From, from where? Complex. Complex. That's a financial yeah. resource. Why financial you, why resource. It's <laughs> because <laughs> I get my banking resource. Hey, bro, urban complex. news is still news, <laughs> it's bro. News, bro. Why bro you I love be, urban news. Don't, don't, my don't, favorite don't. kind of news, actually. Yeah, please. Everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> See, look, you got to judge a man by, at least mine's not talking about toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So long story short, they're basically talking about how Jerome Powell, who presently serves as the chair of Federal Reserve, right? Mm-hmm. He's announced he's going to do these interest rate increases for a consistent period of time. They don't say it here, but my theory has always been with the election coming up November, November 5th, 2024, they're going to have a challenge, right? Like they're going to have an issue with messing with the election. Mm-hmm. You want to mess with the election. Right. And be accused of messing with the election. So you got to be consistent in whatever you do. You can't just arbitrarily say we're going to increase 50 basis points now or five, you know, 25 right. basis points, you know, the next quarter. Exactly. You got to be consistent. I think he's going to raise 25, 50 basis points consistently through the election. Yeah. I mean, from, I think I watched one of your YouTube videos and there was a prediction initially that there was going to be interest rate hikes multiple times this year. Mm-hmm. Right. But well, it's, 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 it's been it's been lagging. It hasn't happened the way people had predicted it. But we can 
assume that it will again. Another oh yeah, hundred percent. Like that's going to happen. Yeah. So basically, he he essentially telegraphed in the Fed minutes, which came out today. I don't know if you saw the market today. Mm-hmm. Market took a bit of a hit, and there's a reason why is the Fed minutes were released. And for those of you who aren't familiar, what happens is is the Fed will have their meeting behind closed doors. They'll come out and they'll announce their action. The Fed has two jobs, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically essentially monetary policy, make sure everything's you know going on, and regulatory like in, in, enforcement, right? Mm-hmm. So the enforcement stuff, that's a whole different concept. And regulations have not really been a big thing for Jerome Powell. And he's been people have been really critical of him, you know, being really more of an, a deregulation guy. But for Fed policy purposes, this is the first time in a long time they've stepped in and tried to do, quote, unquote, the right thing. Mm-hmm. So we knew going into this interest rate increase because it was so telegraphed that it was probably going to be 50 basis points. But then it was 25 basis points because the war broke out. We didn't know what that was going to do. Mm-hmm. And then they go into this closed door meeting. They announced 25 basis points. Nobody was shocked. The market didn't move, right? Mm-hmm. Not a huge move. Right. So today, the minutes came out telling everybody what happened during that meeting, what was discussed, and, you know, just like any committee meeting at any institution. Mm-hmm. And the market took a dip. And the reason why is they essentially said that they're going to need consistent increases probably over the next seven quarters. Wow. So when you think about that, it takes you right in the mid-2023. Mm-hmm. It takes you right up into heavy, you know, political rotation for the election you're going to see a lot of a lot of that happening a lot of campaigning and right. you're in a situation where okay at the end of this year are we going to be able to control that seven percent inflation and bring it down to like four four and a half percent because if the answer is no expect to see more aggressive behavior by the right Fed. yeah you know what does that do to i mean not only us but like middle america you know um i don't know i don't, I don't know i don't know what do you predict it or be another recession like 2008? No. I, we'll see. I think this will be more prolonged and painful, frankly. I, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but so my, my, I used to buy these, uh, the homes I buy in Oklahoma, right? Like right. the single family residences, four bedroom, two bath. I started buying them, I want to say 2012-ish for like 160, 150. Mm-hmm. You can't buy that now. I was just talking to my sister actually before this. We were trying to get, I'm trying to double my portfolio in the next two years. Okay. And I'm looking for similar properties that are single family, both in Oklahoma and Texas. And she's like, look, you can't get them for less than What? Double. Even in Oklahoma. Even in Oklahoma. And, wow. and keep, keep in mind, like, so the way values work in real estate yeah. is the values start to increase on the coast and they kind of increase over time into the Midwest. Okay. When they start to depreciate, they usually start in the Midwest and then go out to the coast. Got it. Okay. Right now, the Midwest is booming high. There's a Which huge shortage. Scary. That's scary. Yeah. And it's, it's tremendously scary. I, I never bought for, for real estate increases in valuation. I never thought that would be like a thing. Right. I mean, it was always about cash flow. Mm-hmm. Cash and now I, I can't even make cash flow happen out there. I was looking at the property right now, 300000 How much would you have to put down in order for it to be cash flow positive? So I usually put down like 30%, 30 35%. Yeah. Which I can still do. But when you think about cash on cash returns, are going to go down. So that property is probably going to rent for about $2,100 to $2,300. That's an increase from what they, when I first started getting the properties, they were running for about like $1,700. Got it. So a pretty significant increase, call it 20, 25% in, in increase in rental rates. That's been over a long period of time, and I imagine it's going to continue to go up. But it's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy time because unless you have cash mm-hmm. and you're willing to put down a lot of money, it's really hard to find a cash flow pro, you know, positive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, even myself, you know, we bought our house yeah. um, uh, in 2020, and value's gone up. Over twenty five percent, and you know, people say, "Sell it, sell. Where are you going to go to if you sell it? Where, you, where, where, where yeah. would I? Where would I even go?" I mean, I meet people all the time and tell me that, "Oh, I sold my. I actually met a guy this weekend at my son's birthday party. He came with his wife, and you know, son, son's a 
a friend of my son and you know i've never talked to him before but he's telling me how he sold this property and they're just renting now and i'm like yo like you're paying really high rent yeah really high rent all the money you made you're you're spending it on rent now yeah i'm like so he's like i'm gonna go to san diego we're gonna get a bigger place and i'm like okay so how does that work right you're gonna wind up paying over market for a place and he's like well i've lost out on like four or five offers and i'm like yeah man that's the market yeah exactly so and 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 it's funny because everybody thinks like the interest rate's gonna go up and it's gonna change that kind of like you know what you you were saying is going to be like a huge fall off People forget that synthetic mortgage-backed securities caused the Great Recession, in large part anyway. Mm -hmm. And basically what that meant was people were buying pools of loans in the secondary market, and they were single-family residence loans, and they were essentially pulling them all together. They had all different credit parameters and metrics behind them. They were from all different places, and a lot of them were stated income, no-document loans. They were essentially saying, okay, you make this much according to what you're saying? Okay, cool. Then I'll give you a home loan of this much. Right. It, it was, they were called them synthetic pools because they were basically taking this risk from different places and merging them together and applying one risk-based model to them, you know, synthetic model to them. Right. And people were like, oh, trading them, whatever, here's your default rate on them, no big deal. Well, guess what? That wound up being a huge problem when defaults picked up. Mm-hmm. We've already started to see a pickup in, in foreclosures, but it's not, really, um, it's not really significant enough to, I think, move the needle because there's such a shortage of supply and because banks were so tight on their credit right. And the banks are handling it differently than they did in 2008, right? I mean, I, yes and no. No. So what I heard that they're doing, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. is people are that have either suffered, you know, financial loss due to COVID or whatever the case may be, um, are deferring their loan payments, and some banks are allowing them to tack it on as a silent second, or they're or they're just adding it on to the back of your loan. Yeah. So, but here's the thing is there's some catches to that people don't know about. So like if you go that route, you yeah. can't get financing anywhere else for at least a year. Because yeah. what it does is it doesn't show up as a foreclosure because the the federal mandates were that it couldn't hurt you from a credit perspective. But what mm-hmm. the what happens is is you're reporting every single month. If you look at your trade lines in your credit report, it shows your payments for the last year, right? Right. It's going to show you made zero payment for three months while you were on that forbearance. Right. Even though it doesn't say you were on forbearance, it doesn't have any other dings on your credit intentionally. So a bank who goes to the finance is going to say, okay, Said has uh, 700 FICO, 720 FICO, showing great you know, economic prosperity. He's made his last couple of mortgage payments. Uh-oh. You know, three mortgage payments ago, he skipped three payments. Right. And they're going to go, okay, you had a mortgage forbearance. I'm not financing you for at least a year. Right. That makes sense. But I'm saying for, for the type of person that uh, – I'm not saying that they're doing it to make some type of financial gain and you take that money to go invest. But the people that have suffered financial hardship, um, that really lost their job. They're not. At, it seems like the the banks are handling it in a way where they're not as much at risk of losing their homes because they're tacking it on in the back end and just extending that amortization period, right? Uh, yeah, but we also keep in mind. So a lot of those people are already in the homes, right? What scares me, people who are buying homes right now. Yeah, like in Florida, the average market increase is thirty percent on home value. God damn. So imagine this: like you go in and you're a bank. That's okay. crazy. You're, you're, That's you're lending crazy, money. Man. And your rules are, I'm going to lend out 75% of your loan to value, which is lower than most banks lend, right? Mm-hmm. Lending out 75% of the value, was, the value just went up 30%. Let's say it goes down 30%, because it went up one year, 30%, right? Let's say in two years, it goes down 40%. Mm-hmm. Now you're a bank, you're underwater on that loan you just made at 75%. You're down 5%. You're the homeowner, and you say to yourself, the job market's dried up. I mean, you've probably seen a lot of stuff I've been posting on social media, like about non-bank lenders in, mm-hmm. in the mortgage industry consolidating. Yep. There's been a yep. lot of layoffs. A lot of these people will look for jobs that pay them as much. And they're not going to find them. Right. It starts there. But as recessions pick up, it, it's non-related sectors that get hit too. 
this has been one of those weird times. So, so banks are super flush with liquidity. There's tons of money in the market. People are all making good money. And then it just stops. That, that's what happens with recessions. It pulls mm-hmm. back. Liquid, the whole point of the Fed monetary policy is to pull liquidity out of the markets. That's a lot of what they're doing beyond just the interest rate increases. And when that happens, people have to look at themselves in the mirror and say, can I afford this home that I just bought a year or two ago? It's underwater. And they say to themselves, well, why not walk away? Right. And when you think about it in the context of this has been 14 years of artificial interest rate inflation, uh, a, a bankruptcy or foreclosure, mm-hmm. seven to 10 years in your credit report really impacting you. After that, it's gone. So right. if you were hit with a great recession, you're back in the full borrowing capacity right, right now. You're right. You're right. Oh, man, it's a scary time. It's, it's, a, it's a super scary time, but it's also fascinating. Super yeah, fast. this is this is so. Um, I wasn't in like the workforce back at during the last recession in 2008, I was still in college. So, although I did feel it, I knew what was going on around the country. Wow, you just called me old. You are, like, right you are old. That's fucked I mean, up. you see your videos, you see how old you look. You know, it's terrible. Like, I look, <laughs> I'm like, I had a hair transplant. Why do I still look bald? <laughs> it's bad, dude. <laughs> and my beard's all gray. Even my dad came over here with a dyed beard the other day, like solid black. Dye. It looks like black uh, beard, like from Pirates of the Fair Caribbean. It's terrible. He's like, why are you so great? I'm what? like, shut up, man. Like, you're dying. Don't do this it's, to me. it's not good. That's not yeah. good. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I look old. Yeah. You weren't working. Yeah, I wasn't working. I wasn't working at that time. So although I knew what was going on, I was in college, I was getting ready to graduate. Um, I didn't really understand um the financial landscape. I don't know, I won't say I understand it now either, but it it's it's scarier because now I'm in the workforce and it's like what what could happen? Um yeah. it's, it's the unknown. I don't know. Well, I talked to a bunch of students the other day about student loans. Oh and there's so many people that are so this is like the third I think extension they had. So August now, right? Yeah, so it's extended out. It's, it's, it's some, Biden keeps extending it out. People keep telling me, well, oh, it, you know, it's all good. They're going to forgive student loans. And I'm like, walk me through the logistics of that. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, what politi- you can be Republican, Democrat. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Walk me through the logistics. How does that work? Because people forget, like, you have government-backed student loans. Right. Cool, whatever. Yeah. But let's say you were smart. Let's say you said my 7.5% government student loan, I'm going to refinance it down with a company like SoFi mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever bank you bank with. I'm going to refinance it down to 5.5%. Right. Extend my amortization out a little bit longer and get lower payments. Let's 10 say, years or something, yeah. Yeah. In my case, whenever I graduated law school, I had like, I want to say $120,000 a student. I had a lot, like $125,000. Mm-hmm. $125,000, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. My payments were $1,200 a month. Wild. And when I first got out, I refinanced it down to a uh, lower payment. I don't remember what the interest rate was, but I wound up getting like $800 a month payments before I paid it off. Mm. $400 a month was big. It was huge. Right. So in that set of circumstances, let's say you refinanced out. So you're telling me the government's going to come in and wipe out the balance sheets of these private companies? No, I don't think so. I think they would, they would probably only wipe out the ones that are still federally backed. That's right? unfair. It that's is not, unfair. That's, that's completely it, is, it is unfair. I agree. But something that I was thinking about was, look, that is a tool that they have in their back pocket a card that they could play to potentially was they the government right to to boost to help boost the economy why would they do that now like if once the economy starts to suffer a little bit takes a hit if they were to do that what if they wiped out let's say 15 grand uh for everyone that still has federally federal so, so not a complete wipeout just, just we'll like 50, give you just, we'll give you 15 grand off so some people that have only about 15 grand left boom their balances get wiped out and now they have more money to spend out in the market so that is a way to produce a financial, some type of economic bump. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I get your point. I mean, they're trying to pull liquidity out right now. Why would you? Why would you give? Why would you? Why would you use that card right now? Right, because well, he did promise it on the campaign trail. I don't think he's going to do because it. Because Biden promised it on the campaign trail on November fifth, twenty twenty four. He's got a new election coming up. So right. it's like, when are you going to get that? If you're going to get that done, yeah. When are you going to do yeah, it? You, you, and he's probably going to do it. If he's going to do it, why would he do it now? Why don't you do it later so you can earn some some of those votes back? Because you know he's. I mean, the polls speak for themselves. I can't imagine he's. Hell no, man. I, mean, I, can't, I, can't, I can't imagine the Democratic Party wants him he to do looks, it again. Like, I don't. I'm not. I'm not political at all. I just Zero. try to do the right thing. But what I will say is. He looks, he looks old and tired. He, he seems like he's aged a lot in the last two years. He looked like he aged before he even got elected, man. Right, I'm going to be honest. Like, yeah, he, looks, he looks old. It's, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to sit and watch him speak. So here's the crazy thing that I think about. because you know, Forward thinking. I'm trying to think about the election. Like who's going to win. We're in California. We live here. And I'm mm-hmm. looking at some of the, the new taxes they propose. Like, there's a new tax proposed. And I could probably pull it up. But where they want to hit home flippers for an extra 25%. What? So if you buy a home, you remodel it and sell it in less than a year, I think it's less than a year, I have to check, double check the timelines, they're going to tax you 25% on top of what would otherwise be your ordinary income tax. Basically suggesting that house flippers were the problem with, with homes, you know, supply. Oh my God. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself like, okay, first of all, there's a lot of factors that are out there. So for those of you who are uninitiated, there's probably about upwards of 10% of the market that's, that's institutional buyers out there. People make a lot of, you know, a huge noise about people like BlackRock and stuff like that that are coming in the industry and buying. They've always been there. It's always mm-hmm. been like 4 or 5%. Right. It's probably double now at 10%, but is that enough to move the market? No. There's a shortage of supply because keep right. in mind, post-Great Recession, construction lending dried up. Right. They're not and, building as much anymore. Then they got into it very slowly. Mm-hmm. So now the construction is kind of peaking back up and there's a huge demand for it. It, it's it's just now starting to get a little bit more traction, but now the cost of like lumber and labor has gone oh, up. Yeah, you it's try a, to get a contractor lately? You know how difficult that is. Oh yes, I've tried multiple multiple times, and if I have I have one guy that I I, I will wait for because he's so generous and with his time, You're and, such an asshole. And it's the pricing. same guy I've asked you to give me like is Ben. Listen, he told he told me he doesn't like you. Is Ben? No, he doesn't. He didn't say that. <laughs> Ben's a nice guy. You're yeah, he's, an asshole. He's You're he's, he's honestly an, an angel you know, on many, earth. Yeah, he is. Except he's an angel on earth for you and nobody else because no, you're no. a selfish son of a bitch. <laughs> I've asked you like every time I talk to you, you're like, oh, he's got this to do. He's got oh, that. Bro, to you got to get on the wait list, bro. There's the yeah, fuck yeah. your wait list, man. You've already <laughs> had been for like a century. Why are you being selfish, man? Oh, I, I, need, saw, look, I saw I need him today. Some I, I saw him today. He came over today. I'm not even gonna lie. Did you just dick? <laughs> Aren't you getting your pool built? What's going on with that? Uh, pool is almost done. Where we got a um, it's been pre, like a four month pre, process for you. It's it's been long. It's a city. It for me, it's 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 been nice because um, I don't know what I don't know. Right when it comes to building out a pool and all this stuff, so it's nice. But the record show that Saeed is still on his first beer, and I am on number two, moving to number three bro, who, shortly. Who drinks this shit, dude? It's amazing. Give it's a, a hibiscus give a, sour. Give, give me some Buffalo Trace or something. Who drinks? Just this drink before? the beer and shut oh, up. Okay. okay, so you don't know what you don't know. I don't know what I don't know. So, um, a, uh, a huge part in why this has gotten prolonged so long is um, setting up site inspections from the city, um, and I'm I'm grateful for that because when the city inspector comes out. He lets me know everything that he's checking for and really makes me feel comfortable with uh, the contractor that's doing the job. So every time they get some something done, it's got to get inspected by the city. City takes two weeks to come out. City comes out. Oh, this isn't right. This needs to get redone. Or it's this amazing how like detailed they get, right? It's so yeah, it's so yeah. granular. And um, it may they actually made me do something today that I wasn't really like. That's happy, the sound of number happy. three. So <laughs> that was mine. It was not yours. <laughs> they can't it's, tell. It's, it's a terrible thing. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So they made there, you feel comfortable, or what was yeah, it? they had to, they maybe put latches on doors at a certain height. You know, it has to be a certain height. Oh yeah, kids. kids yeah. And that kind of stuff. I, I, of course, I'm all I'm all for. Are but they requiring the fencing around the pool then? No, they don't require the fencing around the pool. Just around the property, and oh, okay. and uh, retaining walls next to neighbors need to be a certain height. And you know, um, uh, so I'm, I'm learning a lot, which is really really cool. Although I'll never do this again. But if anybody else does, you know. You can't hit me up in my DMs because I don't have why, any. I don't have an Instagram, so what, that's so sad. <laughs> it's not sad. It's, it's great. My life's been great the last ten plus years not having social media. Yeah, I didn't have social media either, but yeah, I know. now I've got social media, and, and now I've got and, a presence. And, and yeah, pre- and you are wildly successful. Wildly successful is an absolute fucking lie. But no, man, you're you're doing big yeah, things. <laughs> I had a dude hit me up in, in the DMs like this morning. Not, he, he shall remain nameless because he's yeah. a good dude. But he's like, "Yo, don't I know you?" <laughs> yeah, you probably see me on TikTok. You know, you see me all over the place. Yeah, yeah. You, see me, yeah. you know, yeah. you probably saw me in a Lambo <laughs> <laughs> that I rented. Yeah, no, I yeah. actually, I actually used to work with them. But it, it, it's funny to see how like people forget. I, man, social media has this weird way of connecting you to people you would never, you would never talk to. Like you would never see them in a normal right. course of business. So for my son's that, birthday, yeah. Like there's people who saw that we had the party and did not invite them, and I feel bad because we see, made his friends a priority. Ah, uh, I yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can get that. I mean, that's and that's the downside to social media. You know, um, of course, everyone will feel some kind of way. People don't understand, and you know, they they forget that. You know, give me the benefit of the doubt. There's a reason for everything, or maybe, I I, or or how about, or how about maybe I just forgot. My bad. You know, sometimes things happen. But um, that's easy to say when you were not on social media at all. Yeah, it's nice. That's why I don't deal with that drama. I love let's, it. But let's be honest. Let's be. Let's shoot me. Nobody's, let's, nobody's let's listening. Let's be honest. Yeah, let's be honest. Nobody's listening. Okay. No. Nobody's listening. Just shoot me. Okay. You got a stalker account, bro. I got zero stalker. Get the accounts. fuck. Out. I know you have a stalker. You want to check my no, phone? I'll open my phone right now. There's an. Awesome I don't have an Instagram downloaded app. I've, Come on, man. You I've, sent me TikToks, bro. bro. How does that happen? You because you sent me TikTok. Oh, listen, this is the extent. This is the extent <laughs> of my social media presence. Why are you lying? I have so many group chat threads that if somebody sends me something, I go, "Oh, this this will make me look cool. Let me send it to this group chat." So, thread. so you're so fucking popular that you got group that. Oh <laughs> you yeah, got social, social media. See, see that's what thread. I like to do. I keep it a little old school. I like to check on people through. Text messaging, not not via their DMs. So basically, you're a stalker. Oh, what, what a stalker! I, I I text you and say, "Hey, man, I miss um, you. How are you?" You do fuck. <laughs> First of all, I text you and say, "This is Liver King." <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Liver King. Is I like just a- <laughs> I just got put on Liver King. By the way, really? I, oh yeah, my like God. like I'd say like maybe a month ago. I, so I, I don't have a lot of bad things to say about him because I got to be honest. I asked him to be on the show. He was completely respectful. And this is before he blew up, right? I did like, not know you asked him to be on oh, the show. Oh, yeah, dude. So I asked him to be on the show. We, we exchanged a couple emails. And his, the way he talks, no. that's how he emails. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, it was, so he was like, Liver King can't do it right now. He's talking about himself, the third person. <laughs> Liver King can't do it right now. Uh, but Liver King wishes you peace and prosperity. Oh, my God. There's only goodness, so much time bro. for Liver King. Peace and love. Peace and love. Liver King out. <laughs> <laughs> I literally want to print out and frame his email because it was so That's it was so like charismatic. Now, what I did do, and I didn't tell him this because I was going to have him on the show and I wanted to ask him about this legitimately. For those of you who don't know, he, he's on TikTok and Instagram. He's at Liver King. And the guy is all about, you know, this natural, like, you know, pre- He says he's natural. Let's get that out the way. So we're going to get to that. But yeah, yeah he yeah. he look, he is completely juiced. Yeah, yeah. To the max. Yeah, he he's yeah. on 
multiple cycles. Yeah, he's got a lot of substances mm-hmm. and he's using them. But the, the best part is, is like he I don't know if he like lost his shit or, <laughs> or like what shit. happened to him. What do you mean by lost his shit? So he's all about eating, you know, like liver. So he, he had this one episode where I knew things were getting kind of sideways when he's had this episode like on, on TikTok and, and Instagram where he showed everybody his like freezers. He's got like, all these freezers filled with like bone marrow and like uh-huh. liver and brains and yeah. For people, yeah. and for people who really don't know, let me paint the picture for you. It looks like he's going through an episode of Fear Factor. Mm-hmm. That's that's the best way to put it. If you've never seen this guy, he looks like he's just going through rounds and stations on Fear Factor. But, but my man is a certified genius when it comes to the businesses. So oh, I looked up. Yeah. So he sells supplement products, which are, shocker here, liver-based supplement products and mm-hmm. protein powders and stuff like that. And I looked up his sales on Amazon because you can look that up. He is fucking crushing it. I mean, the numbers are... I mean, just looking at the numbers that I saw and that I can kind of reverse engineer, he's making tens of millions of dollars. And I thought, Stop it. I thought I was wrong. Come on. But then this dude goes on a private plane to Africa. Private plane. Works out with a bunch of Africans. I wish I could be on that plane, dude. <laughs> I swear. Bro, he, he was talking about working out on the plane. It, it was, it, it went so left so quick. We're like, yeah. this guy's all about nature yeah, and yeah, primal yeah. living. Right, right. And getting in touch with your primal roots. Yeah, and, yeah. And then... Private plane. <laughs> then, then his best part is he goes from Africa to New York. And he's like working out on subway cars. And there's like dudes. This was one at tall African-American dude, kind of chubby, who walks on the, the subway car. And this guy's clearly being filmed by somebody. And he's got his shirt off, big ass beard, no shoes on, on a subway car, working out on the train. In New York. And this, and this yeah. dude, you just see the look on his face like, what in the fuck is yeah, this? Was, yeah. Like a totally normal response. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, liver king out. Liver king <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's it's completely insane. But to bring it full circle, so there's this guy who is an African American dude who's doing like a full parody account, who it has the exact same name except it's B in front of it, Liver King for Bl- Black yeah. Liver King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's arguably the funniest parody account I've seen in so damn long. And I sent it to you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's absolutely absolutely hilarious that I mean this is the day and age that we live in. Dude. A guy like that can just post a couple. Weird random videos. The next thing you know, you're saying he's making tens of millions of dollars. Tens of millions. Of, you know, that's the power hey, of social look, media. He, he can be in the game for a, a couple of years, then he's out the game, and he can go off and live on a beach somewhere for the rest of his life, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Guys like him, look, say what you want. People always get upset about people who are on, like, you know, there's a rejuvenation clinic down the street. I have considered many times walking past that place going, like, you know, maybe I could use a little TRT, a little testosterone, play some therapy. Uh, 100%. Say what you will. It still takes a whole hell of a lot of work. No, to look no, like no, that. yeah, I mean, no. you have, yeah, exactly. There's still a lot of work that gets put in. Like same thing goes with like these professional bodybuilders. Like you, okay, you can take all the steroids you want. You're not gonna look like that. You gotta eat that way. You gotta live that life. You gotta sleep. You gotta train. I mean, it's says two fat guys in a basement. Speak for beer. yourself, man. I'm <laughs> down twenty. You, you, are you really? Yeah. Couldn't tell. It don't look man. like it. <laughs> it don't look like it. <laughs> you still look thicky thick to me, bro. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't want to be that guy, yeah, but Chris once called me rotund. I did call it, you rotund. It, it, it's it stinks it's to this day. It's because you got booty for days, bro. I get mad at I me. got all the booty. Yeah, it's 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 a whole thing. When we were playing basketball, your box out was solid. <laughs> yeah, a lot of great box out. But when you're in the working world, it yeah. just looks like you need a special yeah. seat. <laughs> <laughs> And the extra wide chair, please. Thank you very much. So I don't know if you know this. You, you probably should because you work with me. But we're doing the return to the office thing. Come on. We're doing the so Not me. Not, not you. But there's a lot of people that are coming back. Yeah. Right? And it's so weird to see people come back. Like some people have lost weight. Some people have changed where they look. 
Uh-huh. I mean, I've, I've had a hair transplant, right? Yeah, like, exactly. I'm sure people coming back going, like, what the fuck? Yeah, he looks different. Like, bro, is that a yeah. wig? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he still looked bald, though. Is it yeah, a bad that's gotta wig? Be, that's got to be interesting, man. I'll be honest. I do I do miss the office, though. The, the one benefit that I have working from home is I get to be a lot more present as a father. I get to do more things with my kids and for my kids, which I really, really cherish. Um, but I miss the office. I mean, um, people don't know this, but, like, the team that we work with, are absolutely amazing and just make going to work really, really fun. Um, and I do miss that camaraderie. Mm. I was walking by the cornhole courts. Oh, we used to run those cornhole courts. We used to run courts. those cornhole courts. And we won two bikes, $2,000 bikes, right? Oh, that's right. We did. I we forgot crushed. about that. Yeah. We should, yeah. honestly, I, I, I Chris, still watch Chris the asshole, everybody. Hold on. I got to cut you off here. Chris the asshole. <laughs> we, we went two bikes. Immediately after winning these two bikes, these beach cruisers, gorgeous bikes, he says, I'm gonna donate mine. And then he and then he looks at me. I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to donate mine. I want to keep mine. Come on, <laughs> but, man. But then I, then I had to donate mine too, otherwise I'm the asshole. So I'm you like, are the asshole. Fine, all right, fine, what were you gonna mine. do with it? You don't want you don't you don't you were living in like Corona back then. Come you on, you come can't on, ride man. your bike around come there. On, Riverside, worse than Corona. Rivers, yeah, you would have yeah. got shot. I saved your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine riding a beach cruiser down yeah, the subway station. Yeah, bro, you I saved your life. Giving you that did. thing away was the best thing I did for you. Did. Although I will did. admit, and this, truth be told, I'm Jeep. I love my Jeep. Love, love my Jeep. Got a Jeep too. Got a t- you're selling yours. I'm selling my. Well, I am legitimately considering selling mine. Okay. And hold up, wait. You ready? Oh, Not buying a replacement for at least a year. Not buying a replacement. Why? Because I have Rivian coming in like mid 2023. Oh yeah, so you don't need to buy a replacement. You got another car coming in. That's a replacement. Well, yeah, but I figured for like a year, I'll buy like one of those e-bikes. <laughs> e-bikes. And I'll just ride to work. <laughs> like a was it Super 73? Yeah, bro. Those, those, are, those are bad stuff, bro. You're not. Hey, look, you're not. You're not settling, bro. With a Super Seventy Three, that thing is amazing. But can you imagine? Here's the problem: is first of all, I'm six five. I'm not one of those things. It's not custom look, right? Built, custom built, yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna buy custom builds. Everything you do is custom built. What are you talking about? Because I'm, I'm this guy tall. Tell, I tell this guy to buy these T-shirts. He says, "Like this is not. I can't buy those. I need custom T-shirts." Because I'm tall, man. I can't buy. It looks like I'm wearing a midriff shirt every time I buy. Like. Here's the problem. Is I'll buy it out of the box. It'll be great. When I dry it once, done deal. So it's like, I'm, hey, showing, I'm showing hey, Naval the whole hey, time. Hey, newsflash, bro. That's everybody. That's not everybody, yeah, man. If I, buy, if I wear this shirt one time, put it in the wash and dryer, done. I throw it away. Next one. It, why are you giving me advice? <laughs> that just sounds like <laughs> terrible advice. Why don't you just do what I do? Spend some money, buy an extra long shirt, shrink it once, you're good. Yeah, okay. Back to normal heights. Yeah. Terrible human being. I'm sorry. <laughs> The office does not miss you. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> I was the only one questioning you on your stuff, beating you in cornhole. Everybody yeah, knows. Everybody. Well, that's not this. Although I will say, I did win. You know what? Technically speaking, we're probably running up against 40 minutes, but I, I want to go into one more topic before we go. Let's go. Okay. NFTs. Okay. I still so, don't know much about them. It's okay. Not don't fun. understand them. I know not what they stand for. Tokens. Thank you. No, yeah, I just yeah, want to help you out. Not fungible tokens. They, they I look like, like a moron. I'm not a moron. Like, you look fat, but you're not a moron. <laughs> so. I got criticized. I made the video that just came out. I don't know if you saw it, the non-fungible tokens, like how to buy and sell them. Yeah, yeah, I did. Right? Yeah. For beginners, yeah. Like I criticized on social media by somebody who said that I was endorsing this get-rich-quick lifestyle by telling people how to buy it. How are you endorsing it? You're just stating what people are doing if well, they were interested. In I was actually giving people step-by-step instructions on how to buy one. Okay. So truth be told, I've been trying to buy more NFTs. Okay. Awesome dope-ass beavers you got to see, though. Okay. <laughs> Would you call it beavers? Beavers. Oh, I thought you said like beaver. no real, be- like, like real just beavers. Just a beaver. I was like, what? no, like a beaver, like a little JPEG image of a beaver with uh, okay. a money gun. Because what, what are you going to use that for? 
I don't give a fuck what I'm using for. So it's, you it's got, cool. You got it. I wanted to buy it because it's <laughs> Actually, no, it's Crypto Badgers and uh, the the uh, the guy who started that. One of the two people who who, who built that those NFTs and started to sell them are coming to the podcast shortly. So, Dope. yeah. So that's I want to cool. support the project. So that's different. And, if you're supporting someone that you know and you like what they're doing, that's different. Well, plus here, here's the thing I love. I love the entrepreneurship behind building something new like that because mm-hmm. this is a business that's completely untouched, right? There's a lot of people in this space. So what I will tell people is, is like, look, I look at it as like, remember Dare for Kids when you were in school? Of course. Right? Had a huge impact on me. You teach kids about drugs Mm -hmm. so they don't do drugs. Right. You teach kids about sex so they don't have like unprotected sex and make stupid decisions. Right. The the whole concept behind the video for me was like, I'm going to teach people how to do this the right way Mm -hmm. so they don't get scammed. Don't get burned. Yeah, don't get burned doing it the wrong way. But in that process, I made a lot of friends in the space, like the guy who's coming up on the interview. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, it's 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 really cool to see you know, kind of like on the bleeding edge, like a new frontier. And I know sooner or later, this stuff will apply to real estate. This stuff will apply to like title and all mm-hmm. this stuff like that, right? So right. I know there's future value in it, but I'm staying really, really close to it. But let me ask you this. Okay. Do you have any interest at all as somebody who's just a general consumer uh-huh. in picking up an NFT? Yeah, I mean, there's some, because I know at some point in time it's going to come down to this, right? Like, I mean, quite frankly, I'm probably ridiculous for not having some type of social media presence. I understand that, you know, where the world is going, you need to have some type of presence. Um, but yeah, of course, I would like to have probably one, one that I like, one that I identify with, that I think is really cool, that I'd, I'd be willing to spend some money on. But nothing outrageous. I'm not spending like thousands of dollars on oh, an nft you know what i mean? I never like, spent thousands of dollars yeah. on NFT. Now, I, mean, I do have way, some that are worth like tens of thousands i have a couple that are worth a couple hundred grand yeah but, but like, that wasn't because i paid like maybe 500 bucks for them right but i'm also the guy like well like i'm, I'm also the guy that would buy a t-shirt that i like that's only five dollars i like the t-shirt though i don't care if it's it doesn't make it cooler if it, if it costs a thousand dollars i, I, I mean? get it well it's like brands I, I was watching gary v the other day i talked about this in the same video which you probably didn't watch because you're a bad friend but um <laughs> Where he was saying, like, you know, like these are brands. You're buying into brands. Right. If the brand takes off and does well, then, you know, you bought a good brand. If the brand exactly. doesn't take off and, you know, stays the same, you bought a decent brand. If it goes down in value, then you buy right. a bad buying, brand. Buying penny stock. I mean, I wouldn't say penny stocks. I mean, some of these companies have. So I just bought some, a, yeah. I bought an NFT called the Seeker. Okay. And you bought a Seeker. You got a Beacon NFT. It looks like a little satellite dish that spins around in 3D. Okay. But there's more value in it. So they're based on, and this is going to get technical, and I'm, I'm just going to, I'll give you a high level and you ask mm-hmm. questions, but they're based on the silo network. Okay. The silo network. So it's Ethereum-based. I bought this, this NFT. By the NFT, these, this silo eventually turns into what they call a seeker, basically a little Android robot, which is mm-hmm. all well and good. Basically, all the holders of these Android, Android robots, these digital 3D images that spin around as an NFT, they just right. look like a 3D graphic, allow you to build a node essentially a miner for cryptocurrency on the silo network. Got it. So you have to own one of these. So I knew... So it gives you an opportunity to do something with it later. Exactly. There's utility built into it. So mm-hmm. I thought that was a really fascinating concept. Not because I fully understood it. I still don't necessarily understand it. Right. But because I thought that it was really cool. So like the silo network is unique because you can actually do calls, like mm-hmm. FaceTime calls from phone to phone wow. on the cryptocurrency blockchain outside of, outside of the phone network. Decentralized phone calls. Interesting. So I was like, wow, that's cool. And then that there's, really there's cool. a bunch of things that are built into it. 
it's also metaverse friendly. So if you ever got into like the metaverse, right, and you're based on a silo or Ethereum network in the metaverse, mm-hmm. you will actually have your 3D image, this little secret robot. See, that, that's, following that's what I was you. gonna that's what I was gonna ask you. Yeah. You know, because that is that is definitely a space that I can see really taking off in the next, you know, five to ten years. Um, and that would be really cool if you can, because the whole concept of I buy I buy nice shoes to wear to an event, right? Why wouldn't I have my little avatar have nice shoes in the metaverse? So well, that, that's the, that's the proposition right now. A lot right. of these like Louis Vuitton, these companies are saying like, look, you get a digital version for your metaverse, your mm-hmm. avatar. But my so. How much do you know about the metaverse? So, I like, mean, I'm trying to learn a lot. I mean, I, I've I've heard people buying properties in oh, the, yeah. in the metaverse. So, but why does it matter if I buy, let's say, a property in the metaverse next to Snoop Dogg's house, or let's just say out in Riverside? So, out, out in Riverside, I wouldn't yeah. be able to get there quickly. Like, what's the so? Know. Here's the problem. Right now, there are several quote metaverses contain systems, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just one. Yeah, there's like four, right? Yeah, well, there's more than that, actually. But as they develop and build, okay, there's going to be one that's clearly the prominent winner. Facebook is betting on it with the whole meta name change thing. You know, right. I don't know. Are they going to win? I don't know. Yeah. But here's what I'll tell you. is like there's, um, I can't remember name or not, but. Um, don't, you don't have to mention the name. No. So a company that's high profile that sells digital, uh, digital real estate and built custom 3D homes in the metaverse reached out to me. Wow. And they're like, look, like we need somebody to to really kind of be a current real estate expert in the real world, but at the same time be able to talk to the metaverse and kind of give us our value proposition to the market mm-hmm. a little bit of credibility. Well, okay. They reached out to me. I don't know that I'm the right fit. I, I mean, I'm thinking they look for somebody who's probably like a more high profile realtor, but it depends on what they want. So I have the banking background, whatever, and I know mm-hmm. cryptocurrency and I know the, the metaverse. So maybe who knows if it'll work out. But they're really selling like 3D homes. And you could buy a 3D home now, custom built however you want it. Mm-hmm. Like imagine your architect giving you a 3D version of the, the real world property you build, and then you can plop that down into the metaverse. You can buy a piece of real estate with you know Ethereum, whatever it might, whatever blockchain it's on. It's fascinating. And here's the sad part. Judge me or not, mm-hmm. whatever. Okay. Porn leads the way. What is oh porn yeah. leads the way to the tech. Porn led the way from to from like theaters to VHS, from VHS to DVD to the internet. Right. It was always porn because that that's just like this weird underlying thing people want to kind of do on their own. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of gonna be the way. And I can see the same culture of flexing on social media going down that same path. But if they lead the way, won't that deter a huge portion of the population? Because well, did, did it deter the whole whole portion of the population when it came to internet streaming think about this streaming really came from porn technology i didn't know that yeah it really came like that that was the first application oh interesting i mean a lot of these a lot of it's sad to say but like a lot of like the the mass like big building of like vhs and dvd and these massive distribution those first came from those industries wow well documented and i know i know it's sad that i know that but you know you're well read I am well read. There you go. Yeah. I used to read Playboy a lot. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. for the articles. <laughs> for the articles. Yeah. Uh, which actually, I think it's all articles now, actually. Is there I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't I don't know, know, man. Don't look at me for confirmation. I'm looking at you for confirmation. Don't do that. His wife is Hawa. Hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to love it. Yeah, well, long story short, yeah, I watched I watched a full documentary on, on the influence. Actually, it was, it was really about the Silicon Valley and then. Um, and about some other stuff, but they talked about technology and that that kind of being like level level up. They talked about the valley in Los Angeles. It's really weird. In any event, glad to have you back, brother. 
glad to be here, brother. Thank you for having me. It's back. good, good having you on. Hopefully, we'll make this a little more regular. If you stop going on vacation like the rich asshole that you are, and dedicate oh, a little boy. more time to the podcast, people want to know. All right, want to talk to you. I would love, I would love to be back. Let's make it a regular thing. You want to interview guest me? Yeah. Wow. Who you got? Who we got coming up? Or is that tell me offline? No, no, we got some people coming up. I can tell you about it. Okay. Actually, one you would like, and, and I hope everybody online. This will be our ending comment. Actually, for the show. one that I like. Okay, this should be good. So I got a guy named Tim. He's huge influencer right now on TikTok. He's cute, building a huge brand. He's not like super well known, but he's going to be super well known soon. For what? For what sure. Is what, is, what is what is his content? You will love this. Okay. Okay. Hit me with it. So he started making videos of his day when he went with his daughter one time, and mm. I'm I'm going to butcher the story, but it's true. He went with his daughter one time and was going out, and he just he wasn't feeling 100 percent into it. You know how dad, yeah. right? Some yeah. days are good, some days are bad. Right, right. So he was gonna. He decided that in that time he was gonna turn his day around. So he started filming his daughter for what was gonna be like a short video he was gonna post online, like this Love like this. TikTok video. But he changed the paradigm of his day. Like he changed it from a bad like whatever day to like this happy, joyous occasion, and then he like relived it when he posted online. Yeah. So now he makes his videos. Sure about his day, and he's a corporate American dude. He works in marketing, and we tried to re- we tried to do this once before. I had to reschedule. I could tell when he was trying to we were trying to, the day the interview the day before. I think it was the day of. He was we were supposed to have the interview, and I was like, you know what? I can tell this dude's stressed. He's a good dude, and he's got a bunch of meetings. He only had forty five minutes, and I'm like, I don't want to rush it with this guy. I yeah, can tell, yeah, yeah, I can yeah, tell yeah. he was so so damn positive, and he's all about positivity in these posts. I'll show you after we get off, but. Mm-hmm. He's coming up, and I want to say he's on. So I have to go to. So he does like what, like Dad Chronicles? It, not really that. It's, it's about his life. Like he'll, he's, he's lives in New York, so he's taking the subway. He's going all the things that he sees. Sort of vlogging, his vlogging kid, his, his, his own vlogging, life. but in a short form video format. But it is resoundingly positive shit. Like I mean, it, everything about this dude is so happy. It's like you, oh, okay. you can't get, you can't not be happy and warm and fuzzy. Like you have to follow him when you see him because Got you're it. like this. This is the kind of social media that I want to watch. Okay, it's not negative. So Tim's coming on. He uh, we rescheduled to the twenty first. So I'm gonna be in Dallas. And then I come back like at, like I think I can leave I get back here like eleven. We back at the house two hours later. We film we uh, we record at one thirty. So if you want to come for that, I would love to be there for that. Yeah, right, y'all heard it first. He's gonna be here for that. If he's not on that episode, Chris, Saeed is, Chris is an asshole. Saeed is officially I am an asshole, but you are officially a liar, and I'm an asshole, which oh, is I'll totally acceptable. I'll be here. All right, until next time. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the Higher Standard Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you were listening to this on. If you like this episode, please write a review and share it with us. You're getting the show up and running right now, so every message, every review, and every note counts. This show exists to showcase what's possible when leaders decide to uphold a higher standard for their businesses, their investments, their families, and most importantly, themselves. If you want to see more of my content, I post daily on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. So be sure to follow me on your favorite social media platform. And with that, it is a wrap. And as always, I look forward to hanging with you all on the next episode.